Here's what you missed on the last episode of Colony Confidential. If they get a dose of pesticide and they feel themselves starting to die, they will jettison the Uthica. So basically they will shoot out the egg capsule that holds hundreds of roaches so that their babies, they're all about continuing their lineage so that their offspring will live a fabulous life. So they may have shot that in your best friend's shirt pocket after they got a dose in your own home. And then unknowing to you, you bring it to your friend's house, you leave your bag there, and some, however, the roaches come out of your bag, and there you go. Pest control is fascinating, isn't it? It's never dull because you're always solving problems. I said, Miss America, all the ships at sea, Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. Welcome you to another episode of Colony Confidential. What's up, everybody? Joey Buns, the brain. We're out here. Another day, another dollar. Talking about all things business over here. Are you ready to get back into the networking game? You getting ready to go to Florida and start your networking all over again? Oh, yeah. I'll harass all, of, uh, all the exterminators down there. I don't know if you need to do that, but... Anyway, we're talking about networking to build the business in 2021 and what that's going to look like. Top tips for networking events and making connections. The first thing that, that I realized with that is the first couple of times you're there, you're just there. You're trying to make friends. You're trying to get to know people. You're a new guy. Who is this guy? What's he doing there? So first couple of meetings, you show up, you be nice, you talk to people, you introduce yourself, and eventually they're going to ask you what you do and stuff like that. If they ask you that on the first time, you tell them what you do. I never got pushy that way. Sometimes you'd be like five or six meetings before you, you got a nibble to go look at a job or something like that. We had a thing when I worked in the mailroom at WR Grace, they called it spoof the new guy. So the new guy, when he came to work, he looked him over and played jokes on him and stuff like that. But you always looked him over till he became part of the pack. So I always feel the first couple of times you go into a networking meeting, you're the new guy. If you're at a networking event, everybody is there for the same reason. Now, some people are there for the free food. Some people are there for the free drinks. But everybody knows why they're there. Here's a quick tip. When you get to the networking event, virtual or in person, avoid gravitating towards people you already know. Yeah, of course. You What's the sense of hanging out with them? I mean, you want to say hello, maybe have a cocktail, but you just don't hang out with them. You, you got to move around. You got to work the room. Really, first time at a networking event, one of the smartest things to do is to, one, obviously dress the part, show up so that you'll be noticed and seen. After you get there and avoid going immediately to people that you've met before, you should first really go and thank whoever invited you, whether it's the host or another member, and just go over to them. They may be with people you don't know as well. When they acknowledge you, just say, hey, what's up? Thanks for the invite. I'm going to make my rounds. And then politely, if they don't do it, which usually they will, introduce you to the people they're talking to. Just say, hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Sheehan. I work for Colony Pest Management. Sorry to interrupt. Maybe we could talk uh, a little bit later. Now, at that point, you pause and you wait because they may say, oh, Colony, I heard about you. Or they may say to your contact, is this the guy you told us about? And you'll start that conversation. And then you're walking around the room. You make eye contact with somebody, maybe, and you talk to them. 
You make that eye contact. That's also, if you don't want to talk to certain people, avoid making eye contact with them. But you make eye contact. You say, hey, how you doing? My name's Joe. You could even joke around about it if you're uncomfortable. These things are so awkward, whatever the case is. I'm not always that good at it. What do you do? Because that's really what everybody's there at a networking event for. What do you do? Can we help each other? I take exception to one thing you said. It could be somebody, they're a pain in the butt. You don't particularly care for them. I would make contact and I would say hello. I wouldn't engage in a long conversation with them. But you never know that this person that you don't particularly care for, maybe he gets a promotion. Maybe he can do something. If not, so you're wasting two minutes with him every time you see him. But that's somebody I didn't like. And I was polite to them. But they got me uh, quite a large job later on in life. So as a lesson learned, I was doing a hotel. I won't mention the name. And they had a housekeeper there. We had a book. But there's nothing in the book. So you do your proactive work. And hey, as you're leaving, there's a message to go see the housekeeper. He's got five or six things for you to do. I look, why the hell can't he just give it to me? And one day, lo and behold, there's a new housekeeper. And he put the stuff in the book. And I'm like, oh. Thank God that son of a bitch is gone. Any, excuse me, that nasty man is gone. Anyway, I don't know, two months later, he calls. I'm like, oh, shit, is he back? He was at another hotel. And, and it was at the time, I got a lot of money for doing that hotel. So lesson learned. I was just giving tips on how to do certain things. If you don't want to talk to somebody, then avoid making eye contact. That was all. I agree with what you said 100%. You should always say hello to whoever you already know, because in the networking setting, that person may know 10 more people. Another tip is stop being so sales heavy. You got to have your elevator pitch, your 30 second elevator pitch when asked what you do, but really stop selling yourself. And when you meet someone using it as the opportunity to get to know them and really develop a friendship, if you will, or a business friendship or a business acquaintance, but use it as that time to get to know the person and knowing that you're going back to that networking meeting, you'll have another opportunity to, to push them or sell them. A lot of people are turned off by that, but if someone else, what do you do or why should I use you? Then obviously you got to be prepared with, yo, this is why you should use me. And whatever that answer is, you should have it way before you walk into that networking meeting. The other thing I learned, I show up in a job and she's the price is high, but, and in talking to her, she saw dog hair, my shirt. Oh, you got a dog? I said, yeah, me too. She had this little cocker spaniel or something. So anytime I would see her, I'd say, how's the cocker spaniel doing? And then it came to a point where I could see there was some interest there on her part. And I said, would you mind if I checked in with you every once in a while, see how your pest control program's going? She goes, I don't mind at all. So I would call her once a month. And she goes, we have this big thing with water bugs and they can't seem to get rid of it. I go, okay, fine. So we got the job that way. And no, I did not date. I not, did not go out with her. But it was just, I'm going to use, uh, I, I wore her down. I'm the only way I can get this guy to shut up and not call me every month is, but she had a problem and she had someone that she went to. So you made a friendship based off dogs and you called her. You were persistent. No wearing down. That sounds very rapey. You were no, persistent no, no. in your pursuit to get the business 
And eventually, with the constant contact, she had an issue that you were able to solve that her current vendor could not. Okay. Yes, you're right. But it was like two people, two acquaintances that had a common interest. It was more like talking about the dogs that always came up first. A lot of times I didn't even ask her how a program was going. How's the dog? But you followed up every month. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, listen, that's what we're talking about. So in the networking event, there's two schools of thoughts on business cards. Our school of thought is it's still a tool. You give it to people, always have them ready on you, easy to reach, in good condition. I have a very horrible looking business card on the top because no matter what, that business card, <laughs> if you remove it, the next one looks terrible. So that's my buffer so that the other ones are good. So I never take from the top or the bottom. You could get a business card case, but I found none of the business card cases out there can hold enough business cards to go into a, a proper meeting. Yeah. Unless you're going to a meeting with people and there's only five people in the meeting. And usually that's a meeting where you're only there, in my experience, because you already sold them on your company and they have all your information. But business cards are still necessary. Also, you should have a smartphone because a lot of people this day too, they may not have a business card. You could always say, oh, airdrop me. Airdrop is for Apple. And then I know there's something for Android, but you also with a smartphone, you could say, oh, give me a number right now. And you could text them. I have my contact information. I think most people do in their phone. And you could just text them your contact or your, you could call them, whatever the case is. Your smartphone and business cards always handy at a networking. Another key part for me personally, my cell phone number is not on my business card. That's a decision you can make. But part of the reason that I do that is another tip with business cards is writing a personal message on it. Maybe when you hand it to them, write a little something. Let's say that you met them at the building associations meeting. You could write GBTC meeting whatever the case is. For me, I usually hand them a business card and after they take it and look at it, I say, oh, you know what? Let me throw my cell phone number on there. This way, if you really need to speak to me directly, you go call me right away. And then they have my business card with my cell on it. It's a little personal touch. They may remember it. Certainly when they wake up with the hangover the next day and they're looking at all the business cards, they're going to be like, what the hell did I write on this one? You know what I mean? Yeah, but here's my question. Where do I write on it? Wherever you want. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to come out, though. As somebody that's done it, it works. We got to change your business cards anyway. Okay. Instead of me as the staff entomologist, how about you just put legend? I think I was just going to put retired. <laughs> that's no good. So on the flip side of giving a business card in a networking event, when you're handed a business card, you want to look at it. You want to look at front to back. You want to potentially make a comment. Oh, I like this. Oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe ask, is this your cell? Whatever the case is. You can also pull out a pen. You should still have a pen at a networking meeting. You can make a quick note on it. Like I said before, how you met the person, write down. If they didn't make a note already, you can make the note. But it's still makes them feel like there's some kind of connection or they got you. And it is while you're talking to them, you want to make sure that you have some sense of a personal connection with them.
The other thing when you're looking at the card is certainly repeating their name. People mess up my daughter's name all the time, and I think it's pretty simple of a name, but people mess it up all the time. So when you read the name, I mean, look, John Smith, you ain't going to mess up. Be like, oh, John Smith. All right, cool. Can I call you John? Then, very key point is to make sure throughout the conversation to use their name somehow, at least two or three times, depending on how much time you have. People enjoy hearing their name and it will help you stick out to them. And also for me, it helps me remember their name because if I, at this networking thing, you meet 90 people and it's very quick, John, Jim, James. And if they don't make themselves memorable, not to brag, but this goes to my networking skills. I walk into networking events after the third or fourth time and a ton of people remember me. I don't remember them all. But the goal is to be in that situation where a ton of people remember me, and but I also can remember them by saying, hey, what's up, Jimmy? What's up, John? What's up, Harry? You know what I mean? So part of what I've had to do once we were heavy networking and you, well, I was out four or five nights a week at some point, and I was very tough remembering people's names, obviously, except for people that they were follow conversations with. So I really did start doing that tip on trying to memorize their names by using it more and more and maybe even associating something with them. It's just a good tip and it makes them feel more important. When you know someone's name, what are you doing over there? I'm trying to get like one of these special ink fence because when I'm writing on the back of the cards, it's blurry. You're still, you're still stuck on that, huh? Whatever. I'm learning here and you make, and you go for me. So look, everybody, the world is about to open back up. You see it happening. I use New York because I feel like we've had some of the strictest lockdowns, but New York arenas are starting to open up, granted at 10% or whatever it is, but it's a start. We're testing the waters again. Networking events are coming back. Pest World in Las Vegas right now, from what I understand, is going to be in November and it's looking as if it is going to be in person. Hmm. Let her lose weight to fit into all those suits. Oh, wow, you gained that much weight? Yeah, the, yeah, I did. Uh, my suits still fit. I've had to wear them a couple of times. I was at a networking thing about three weeks ago. It's invite only, and I just got invited back. What is this place? Somebody that I met through SUNY Westbury, Board of Trustees for the College Foundation. Yeah. He's a big mover and a shaker, good dude. He took a liking to me, and we played a lot of golf over the summer, introduced each other to different people. And he has a guy that, that does like crazy metal and wood restoration and all this other stuff that in his company office of about 25,000 square feet, they built a smoking lounge. So they have a cigar lounge in the office. And this guy, before COVID, was doing monthly networking invite only. And he tested the waters last month. They hadn't been doing it the entire COVID and now even they're comfortable starting to come back with it too. So we got to get ready to network again. And a lot of us are out of practice. I heard you're out of practice, which I don't believe because you're Irish. No, that's what I'm saying. I still know how to hit a baseball. I still know how to ride a bike. But if you don't do it for a long period of time, it takes a while to get back. So I was networking on a minimum three days a week pre-COVID. Right. Now it's zero. It's zero. It's been zero for months. And I've done one-offs here and there where it's been tested out. So that's what I'm saying. I'm out of practice. It's not gone. You got to fine tune it. I got it. Yeah, that's it.
like when I played softball with the kids that started the league for the company and the first three games, I was like grounding out and everything. And even though I owned the company, I was batting last. <laughs> and then finally yeah. I said, yo, you know what? I'm going to go to the batting cages for a week straight. And I went Monday through Saturday, went to the game Sunday, was batting last. And I, I think I had, I had a double, triple, three run home run crazy because I got, I got my swing back because I practiced. That's all I'm saying. If you don't have the opportunity to go out and network, do it in the mirror. Look at yourself. That's harder than talking to another human being because it seems so awkward when you're talking to yourself in the mirror. It's hilarious. And if you could do that, you could do it with a real human. I, I wholeheartedly agree. If you got any kind of speech to make, stay in front of a mirror. Look at yourself. Now you could tape yourself and sit down and look at different facial expressions and stuff like that. My day, I stood in front of a mirror. A lot of people like, I'm just good. I know what I'm doing. I could do it. But I practice sincerely and truly does make perfect for networking, speaking, our craft, what we do for a living, pest control. But, but the more you do it, the better you are. You know what? The thing is, though, you're not always at a networking meeting. And I remember when I was first in the business and picking up some side work and stuff, I used to go to this candy store. Every morning, Pat's Candy Store, Troy Avenue and Church in Brooklyn, and get a coffee and a roll. And I was no longer Eddie Sheehan. I was Ed the Exterminator. And I <laughs> picked up a lot of business there. Like, oh, so-and-so wants your card. So-and-so was here the other day. They forgot to ask you for a card. So was I consciously networking? Not really. But what I realized, maybe I shouldn't run around with holes in my pants and look like a derelict, I'd probably pick up some more people. And then, I, of course, Bob Poirier told me, if you cleaned up your act, you'd, you'd do a lot better, which was true. But it was constantly who I am, what I do. And of course, it helped that you do a good job. You could be something and, yeah, but he does a crappy job. And it's not good a rec too good a recommendation. So I think as a business owner and entrepreneur, you have to be conscious of the fact that you are always networking and you are always selling yourself and your brand no matter what. So what comes to mind, me and Lanzello running to Roosevelt Field Mall. I was helping him after some major windstorm or something and he had about 40 jobs to try and sell. Anyway, so we finish, we go to the mall together to do something and he went home first and threw on sweatpants and like old sneakers and look, Bummy. I look bummy too, but I had on his work shirt and work pants and work boots because I didn't go change. And he saw a, a potential customer in the mall. We were trying to run. He ended up going in a store, buying clothes so that he could find a guy and shake his hand, but looking more representative. I walked over with him like I was Joey the Schmuck that worked for him. But I always think about that when I throw on clothes to go do something real quick with the kids. Yeah. And I say, you never know who I'm going to see. Let me put on something else. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I Let do. me look presentable. Even my leisure time clothes are thought out in a sense of if someone stops. Yeah. Good idea. I don't want to be in the mall wearing my Uggs and my crazy looking sweatpants that I use to embarrass the kids. 
because that's a tough story to explain to a potential client why I look like a Walmart shopper. But I got a suggestion. When you're on the beach, you got that tattoo, Brooklyn Finest. Yeah. You should get another tattoo on the other arm, Colony, Colony Pest Management. No, I'm serious. You really need that tattoo on your arm. Nah. That's I could good. really go. I could really go off the track and tell you be nice on your forehead, but I think that would freak a lot of people out. The only other tattoo that I have is an elephant, and I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you heard this from me. Yeah, I got the same tattoo. Want to feel the trunk? <laughs> yeah, let's see. There you go, and that's meaningful. Father son <laughs> matching tattoos, very meaningful. Mm, but not unique. <laughs> oh my god. Everybody out there, the whole point of this is networking 101, sharpen your skills, get back in the game, get out there, get business. I had a conversation yesterday with our friend from Select. He's an avid listener, and I appreciate him. Select exterminating. It's just great because we are really direct competitors in, in, in our market, and we have very good conversations. We were talking about some of the things going on with people cutting prices throughout New York City. I'll just give you an example. We were doing an account. It was about $800 a month. It was a weekly account, over two hours and change every week. Somebody gave them half the price and told them they were going to do more work. So they went with them. We don't service the entire property every week. We have it on a schedule. By the way, there's no pest issues at this. There's a schedule that's working. By the end of the month, the entire building is treated and certain areas treated more than others. And they said that the guy is going to service every floor, every part of the building, every week for half of our price. And we wish them, we wish them good luck. So the moral of this story is... Get your ass out there and network. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah, but I'm just saying we were talking and, and the conversation was about everything in the world opening back up and looking forward to these people slashing prices, going under and drowning in their own stupidity. Look, that's the only good thing. We're going to get these customers back and we're going to charge them more money. Good idea. Because you got to straighten out the crap that the other people screwed up. Either way, it's what we like to call the asshole tax. Made an asshole decision and now you're getting taxed. No, I'm not 100% serious. You know what? I don't think that person is going to get any five-star reviews. What's up, everybody? It's Joey Buns. Just letting you know the best way to get those five-star reviews. Two-step reviews makes it easy for your customers to leave your review on places like Google and Facebook. Sign up at the link on our website at colonyconfidential.com. Listen, you call it whatever you want. You keep doing a good job. Stay out there. Get your name out. Get a reputation as being a very effective and caring company. Someone that gives you a real good a shot at the money you're spending and there's money well spent and you'll do okay. But we don't want to do okay. We want to do great. Coming up in March, I am going to be at the PJB seminar in Deerfield Beach. Paul J. Bellow. Most people in pest control know him. His event is basically a very um, extreme networking event. PMPs. It's two half days of round tables, business owners and managers, and whatever you want to talk about is sent in to Paul a month or two before, and that's what we talk about. It's all about ideas, and it's people from all over the country 
talking about how they run their business, being very honest and asking their questions, what they're struggling with. The last time I was there, I'm asking them residential questions. And so in turn, some of them are asking me commercial questions. So it just, it's a lot of fun. It's in a beautiful part of the country. The weather's going to be nice. Got some golf planned. I'm running the full gamut. Networking stuff. I'm getting ready to go out there and figure out how to make this next couple of million dollars. Yeah. Good plan. Good idea. When I look at the news, it seems like the whole East Coast from North Carolina all the way up into New England been hit with a bunch of snow. And I know it's a pain in the butt for us. We're used to it. We have the trucks and plans in place, but they're not too used to it. So it really upsets them a lot. So we feel for them. And we're getting some more snow this week. Looks like three to six inches, which we'll deal with. But uh, Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea, get those shovels and boots out. Until we meet again, God bless you.